Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to continue our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series. Last time we got to talk with a president of a Concordia University. Mm-hmm. Today we get to talk with a student of a Concordia University yes. preparing for church work. And I'm excited to, to continue that conversation. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Today we head to Concordia University, St. Paul, where we have a chance to talk with Robert Finch. He's a pre-seminary student there at Concordia University, St. Paul. Robert, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me. We are excited to have the chance to talk with you. Thanks for setting apart some time from your studies, <laughs> your, your busy life as a student, and uh, experiencing the whole fall semester. I'm sure that fall is probably beautiful at Concordia University mm. St. Paul this time of year. Um, but excited to learn more about your path to becoming a pre-seminary student at Concordia University St. Paul. Um, tell us, when did you first start thinking about pre-seminary and and that formation to become a pastor? When did you start thinking about that? Yeah, so it started a really long time ago. I was actually born and raised in the Southern Baptist Church. And so I was kind of raised with loving God's Word and super interested in it and trying to ask my Sunday school teachers as many questions as I possibly could. And around the time I was eight or nine, I was reading Romans, specifically chapter 10, when it said, "...for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved." How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And I knew immediately that I needed to spend the rest of my life preaching the gospel. Didn't know exactly what that looked like yet. And as I was learning and reading and growing and even teaching in some opportunities, I started realizing that I didn't fully know what I believed. And some of the things I was reading in scripture weren't exactly lining up with what the Southern Baptist Church was teaching. And on top of what they were teaching, there was my conscience was extremely burdened by, you know, the fact I never made a decision for Christ and I wasn't living the perfect Christian life. I was really struggling, never knew if I was saved or not. So I was really had the spiritual battling that took place for a couple of years. And out of nowhere, my dad, who apparently was a secret Lutheran all along, handed me Luther Small Catechism and took me up to Concordia Publishing House and bought me the Book of Concord. And for the first time in my life, I finally realized that my salvation is not dependent on what I do, but it's entirely based on what God has done for me in Christ Jesus through the waters of my baptism. So I knew immediately after that, I was like, I need to be a Lutheran pastor so that I can share that gospel message with others, so that they can also know that it's not based on what they do or what they will do, but entirely based on what God has done for them. So that's kind of how it started. That is such an awesome story. I think we need three more episodes to unpack this story. (laughs) I love this so much. I have more books that I need to give you, too, because your story is like reminding me of all these just really cool Mm. resources for like your Mm. situation. I don't know. Anyway, this is Mm. about you, not me. So (laughs) I want to know, though, what was that like to know theology and to really love studying theology and then to receive these Lutheran books, Luther Small Catechism, what was that like for you to read that theology for the first time? Oh, man, I thought it was heresy the first time I started <laughs> reading it. When I got to baptism, I was like, you guys are crazy. And But then as I noticed, as I was reading these books, there wasn't a single Bible verse that was taken out of context. 
Every single thing they said was backed up by scripture, whether it was through Luther's small catechism or through the book of Concord. And there was one moment, it was ironically on October 31st of 2018, I was reading on baptism and I remember throwing my book of Concord and yelling at God. I'm like, why do you have to make things so complicated? If you wanted to say baptism saves, why wouldn't you just say it in scripture that baptism saves? If you wanted to say that your body and blood are present in the bread and wine, why wouldn't you just say that? If you wanted to say that God loves everybody, why wouldn't you just say that? And then all of a sudden it struck me at once that God has said that over and over again in the scriptures. And at that moment, I was like, Lutherans believe what the Bible teaches. Still had to fully learn more other doctrines and realize that there's it's, some things are very, very complicated. But I realized very early on that Lutherans just believe what the Bible teaches. All right. So you are fully convinced that clearly now a Lutheran, I gather you find a congregation where you can start hearing God's word. Tell us a little bit more about that and then how you found out about Concordia University and and going on to study. Yeah, of course. So I was still a local Baptist congregation whenever I was interested in all of this. And I talked with my dad about visiting a local Lutheran congregation, Emanuel Lutheran Church in Festus, Missouri. And so I visited there around November. And then I officially became a member there in May of 2019, along with most of my family as well. So you're from the St. Louis you're area. You're a local guy. I, yes, I am. <laughs> we didn't know that part of the story. No. No, we didn't. Wow. All right, that's cool. I mean, when you said you went to Concordia Publishing House, we that's not usually a trip. Most people <laughs> something. Outstanding. All right, so then you you, you started attending a, a local LCMS congregation. How did you learn about Concordia University St. Paul and the pre seminary program? Let's start an interesting way. I was asking my pastor, Reverend Kyle Castens, about which book of Concord I should have for seminary, and he connected me with Dr. Robert Kolb, and so we were talking back and forth, and he used to be a professor here at CSP and recommended that I try it out, look at the different scholarships. I was fully deciding I was not going because I didn't want to endure Minnesotan winters, but I, <laughs> I reached out anyway and was highly encouraged by my pastor mentor, Pastor Russ Bowder. Encouraged me so much in looking to be a pastor and gave me so many books and has just mentored me for the last couple of years and highly encouraged me to go. So I took a visit and I talked, reached out to Dr. Reed Lessing, who's a professor of Old Testament here, and I told him that I really wanted to learn the biblical languages as much as I could. So he promised that if I came to CSP, he would take me further than what average classes would have me do. So I knew immediately, on top of the fact that they were offering free tuition for pre-sem students, that this is where God wants me to go. There is no question about it. Now you've mentioned several people in your story. Who, who are the people that encouraged you to follow this path and, and to really look at Concordia St. Paul, look at the seminary and, and really encourage you on this path into church work? Oh, my parents, for sure. Both my mom and my dad were the most encouraging. It took me up to Concordia Publishing House for years, every single month to buy me new books and to take me to the sale room. And so they encouraged me the most and took me to Christ Academy at the Fort Wayne Seminary and just just gave me so many opportunities and really want me to go to Fort Wayne. And uh, I, so they were the most encouraging for sure. Um, my pastor, Kyle Castens, and my mentor pastor, Pastor Russ Bowder, both encouraged me to look at both of the seminaries, um, but they really are both incredibly supportive as well. Um, yeah, and really want to see me as a pastor and, and train me in every way that they can. So uh, those four are definitely the most. But once I got here, Dr. Lessing has been the most encouraging as well. 
Mm. Pastors, parents, professors, mm-hmm. and the sale room at CPH. That is, yes. that is my place, man. <laughs> it is. Yeah. All, and, and, and Christ Academy. Uh, we have Ocasio here in St. Louis yeah. as well at Concordia Seminary St. Yeah. Louis. Some great opportunities to learn about uh, those vocations, serving in the church in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I, I'm so glad you had that that kind of support as a student. Sounds like as a high school student. What was so were you were you in high school when all of this was happening too? Yeah, so I was in middle school when I had my crisis about what I believed. Mm. So I was 14 whenever I officially became a Lutheran. So yeah, everything after that was in high school. Wow, what a time for yeah. uh, such a, that's amazing formative years too. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Okay, so now you, you've. You've made the decision to go to Concordia University, St. Paul, study there, had some great support. Parents, professors, pastors all have encouraged you. Um, Tell us about uh, what you're studying as a pre-seminary student at Concordia University, St. Paul. Yeah, so like I originally said, the biblical languages were what I wanted to dive into the most. So I was able to take Greek my freshman year, along with some other great theology classes. And then this year I'm taking intermediate Greek and I'm taking beginner's Hebrew and a couple other classes as well. What does that look like for you then studying biblical languages? Is it something you're picking up quickly? If I quickly mean like three hours a day of study, yeah, I'd say a little quickly. Yeah, (laughs) But no, I absolutely love the biblical languages. And Dr. Lessing is such an amazing professor as well in teaching. He always says repetition with intensity is the mother of learning. So just really repeating and rereading the chapter and rewatching the lecture. He he makes the biblical languages really easy, but also really fun to study as well. Yeah. Yeah. You've mentioned that that you really... That's what you really wanted to focus on. Why are the biblical languages so important for you to really grasp, especially this early in your journey? Oh, it's a great question. I just, I love studying the Bible. Like I love reading Luther and I love reading all these other works, but being able to read the biblical languages and understand it in, understand what the Bible says about the Bible. It's just so much fun. And I really want to, if I can understand the Bible correctly, I think all the other things can start falling into place, but I just want to know as much as I can about God's word. And part of that is Dr. Lessing had me translate the book of Galatians this last semester from Greek into English. And so from the spring semester to the summer, I had a work filled with 800 pages of translating and analyzing every single Greek word. And it's just a project that's continuing as well. He wants me to work exegetically now and writing different exegetical essays and papers on the different verses. So that's just what I love doing. I love spending as much time as I can actually in the scriptures. And I think that the biblical languages are the best, most intensive way of doing that. So in addition to the 12 hours a day that you're studying languages, (laughs) biblical languages, what else do you get to do as a pre-seminary student? Oh, that's great. Well, I have lots of other theology classes as well that I get to write a lot of papers for, but I also get to help out with chapel frequently, whether it's doing Bible readings or just helping out in the background. I that we have a we have a lot of brand new pre-sem students this year who I'd like to spend as much time with as I can. And I, I love reaching out to 
prospective church work students as well. So a lot of the pre-sem program is just filled with talking with people who have very similar interests as you and also reaching out to the faculty who also really care about the students and want to make sure that they succeed. So what's great about our pre-sem program is the wonderful uh, chapel that we have. You really get to cultivate and foster that spiritual experience, but you also get to have relational experiences, but also the classroom experience as well. You know, maybe I'm biased because I'm a CSP tour guide, but I really think that CSP offers one of the best pre-sem programs. We are learning more about being a pre-seminary student with Robert Finch. He's a pre-seminary student at Concordia University, St. Paul, in the Set Apart to Serve series. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking with Robert Finch. He's a pre-seminary student at Concordia University, St. Paul, as part of our Set Apart to Serve series here on The Coffee Hour. Robert, you mentioned that you talked a little bit about the pre-seminary community that you get to be a part of at Concordia University, St. Paul. What does it mean to you to be a part of a community like that? Students and professors and and others, mentors who who help make up this this community of students. And that's all part of your formation as a student leading up to uh, graduation there and then seminary life after this. What is it like to be a part of that community? Well, it means I never have to be alone. I mean, there's no secret in knowing that the path to being a pastor can be filled with hardship and it can be really lonely sometimes. But what's great about the community here is that you never have to be alone and your struggles don't have to be faced, faced alone either. We have so many different opportunities where we do gather together. I'm actually co-leading a club this year called Appetizers and Theologianizers, where we eat appetizers and we read straight through the Book of Concord. About 20 people show up every Wednesday and we just have really nice conversations with each other and get to learn how to foster those, how to foster and build up our communication skills when talking about theology as well. So that's a great way. We have lots of different pre-sem dinners as well as pre pre-deaconess dinners as well. We typically gather together for, and meet different people from each of the seminaries. The faculty really care about the students and check up on them frequently. So if I were to miss a class for maybe two days or something, the professor would reach out to me and make sure that I'm doing okay, would schedule a meeting to make sure that I'm doing okay spiritually, mentally, physically, all that kind of stuff. The professors want you to succeed, not just academically, but they want you to just be doing well as a human. And I really appreciate that aspect. So what I love about the community is that you're never alone here. I'm hearing theology and food together in many places. I'm dying to know what appetizers <laughs> pair with the Book of Concord. Oh, yeah. Like good pairings here. So mm. like, let's see. Well, what what appetizers pair well with the, let's start with the, the creeds. Mm. Yeah. What, what do you pair with that when yeah. you're eating the creeds? We had Oreos and milk last Wednesday. I don't nice. know what the connection is, but it was cheap. So, <laughs> similar to set peccato, you got the cookie and you got the cream together, and there you go. 
It's perfect. <laughs> I, sorry, I jumped in. It was your question. But That's I, all right. I had to ask. I love this. I love it. But the way you're talking about this, the community sounds wonderful. And having that focus on not just academic uh, ability, but really growing as a as a person as well, and growing in community. That's going to serve you so well when you're not no longer in that type of community anymore. Having those skills to be able to relate to each other and and know how to do those things as a person. That's that's really that's really good to hear that 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 this program is uh, encouraging you in that relational growth as well. Now you you're talking. You, you mentioned you were a, a tour guide, and that. Your community, you know, you as a as a pre-seminary student, you're immersed in theology all the time. What is that, the the focus on theology, the focus on Christ, what does that look like for the Concordia St. Paul community in general? Hmm. It's a great question. I, I love communicating with people who aren't typically involved in chapel services or anything like that. And the kind of the gist what I get from a lot of them is that the pre-sem people and the church work students look so happy that they just love life and just love talking with each other. Like in the in the dining hall, we have these things called mega tables where we push all the tables together and just have big feasts together for lunch and dinner. And we have such a loving and welcoming community. And if a new person walks into chapel, the entire chapel just kind of gets goes and meets them and it just invites them to all these different events. And I was amazed at how loving the community is and how much they want to reach out to other people as well and how many people we're bringing to chapel and encouraging and trying to help out so that's been really encouraging to see on campus how does chapel play a role in your life as a student at concordia university st paul Well, it's wonderful. Every morning and every evening, I get to sing beautiful hymns and I get to hear God's word. Just last week, there was a sermon on a passage that I've been hearing all my life. And I realized for the first time that it was a gospel passage. And I realized that it wasn't law focused, that it was actually about Jesus for me. And so I left chapel that morning extremely encouraged. And so I leave chapel encouraged almost every single morning and every single evening because it reminds me of who I am in Christ Jesus. And I just don't think there's anything greater than that. It sounds like you, you are really connected to the community of students, the faculty, to be for chapel to be the, the center of your daily life as a student at Concordia. In our previous Set Apart to Serve conversation with President um, Dr. Russell Dawn of Concordia University Chicago, he mentioned, we talked about one of the challenges of going away to a university, going away to a Concordia, is that distance, being apart from family, whether it's challenging for parents or challenging for the student to be apart. How do you find, how do you find time to stay connected to family? And how do you stay connected to family? You're in, in Minnesota, they're here in Missouri, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely a struggle. I was born and raised homeschooled, so I'm very, very close to my family. So that was the hardest part about leaving home. And it's still incredibly difficult. But yeah, I tried to play video games with my little brother every single week. I still try to call my mom and dad at least once every day, text them, let them know how I'm doing. So yeah, I, I make it a top priority to stay connected with my family because they're my biggest supporters as well. And we're so close. And so making sure I'm reaching out to them on a daily basis, even if I don't get to talk with everyone necessarily, just reaching out to them on a daily basis is extremely important and helps me out a lot too when I get homesick. Yeah, absolutely. What is What do your extracurriculars look like? I know you've mentioned a lot of 
lot of chapel, a lot of talking with people, a lot of appetizers. I really want to be a part of that. What what does the rest of your the rest of your uh, life look like at Concordia St. Paul as a student? Yeah, well, I mentioned before I'm a tour guide, so I'm very active in reaching out to new people who are interested in coming to CSP, especially church work students. Again, a lot of my time is focused around chapel and theology, but the time I, I do get to have, I don't do too many extra curriculars as well, aside from like personal studies. But I do I do love like eating out at the dining hall and going to sport events and supporting our uh, golden bear teams. Every day is a great day to be a golden bear because of how awesome our teams are, by the way. So if anyone wants a good, like winning team college to go to come to CSP, but yeah, so I love attending the different sport events. Yeah. What would you say to the high school student who's thinking about a seminary and pre-seminary programs to, to prepare for seminary? What would you say to that young man who's, who's thinking about going to seminary in the future? How challenging, mm-hmm. how academically rigorous is the pre-seminary program? Hmm. That's a great question. Well, it, it is difficult at times. I, I won't deny that, that it can be extremely difficult at times. However, you're not alone here. There are other people who are going to be struggling as well. And all every single professor wants you to succeed, which means that they'll go one-on-one with you and help you out. I was so nervous coming to CSP because, again, I was born and raised homeschooled, so I didn't know what it was like to have you know demanding professors. But I came here, and every single professor is loving and caring and wants you to succeed. Because this isn't just learning academic knowledge. It's actually forming you into how to be a pastor someday. So, yeah, if someone wants to come to the priesthood program and is a little scared about any of the challenges, there are going to be challenges. But knowing that this is how God is forming us to be pastors someday and forming us as people who have been baptized and are his children, I just I don't think there's a more beautiful opportunity to do that than through the pre-seminary program. Every little bit of hardship is worth it. How do you see this program forming you for your future as a pastor? It's a great question. I I love, like I said, I love the community here. Learning how to have those theology conversations and how do we disagree about the two natures of Christ and how do we disagree about this stuff and not be rude to each other? How do we have those loving dialogues and conversations? Learning how to have disagreements has been really helpful because I think that someday in the future, we're going to have a lot of disagreements, but learning how to both express what I believe and defend it, but also to do it with love and compassion. I just, I can't wait to see what that's going to do someday in the future. Knowing the biblical languages and how more advanced the students here are going to be coming to seminary, we're just going to be able to take exegetical classes and just read straight out of the Greek and Hebrew Bible. That's so exciting to me. Just And also with the wide range of people here, it's a very diverse campus. And being able to talk with people with so many different backgrounds, both faith backgrounds and different denomination backgrounds, be able to know those people and talk with them, I think it's really going to develop us in the future as well to be able to talk with people of different backgrounds. So, How have your, what, two years now as a pre-seminary student, well, you're in your, your second year as a pre-seminary student, and some of the theology classes biblical languages classes thinking back to your your friends perhaps from your your southern baptist background mm-hmm. have you had conversations with any of those friends since then now, studying theology at a, a lutheran university what's it like to have conversations with friends from your your southern baptist background 
great question. Whenever I first became Lutheran, I was very rude to them because I, you know, like, I think I know everything. I'm way smarter than you guys. And then I got here and I realized I don't know anything. And so being able to talk with them now, it's, it's, it's a lot more humbling to realize that we have such different backgrounds, but I believe that I'm part of a faith that has the most beautiful gospel message on the planet, and they're still under some burdens, and they're still struggling with some things. And so to be able to talk with them, it's not a matter of you're wrong, I'm right, and here's why. It's a matter of sharing the gospel with them. It's like, it's okay if we have disagreements, but here's why I can have a clean conscience. Here's why I don't have to wrestle with what I believe anymore. And being able to have conversations that way has been a game changer. And it, it, open, it really helps and fosters our relationships as well. And realizing we can have disagreements, but still go and play basketball later or go even have Bible studies together or play nine square. You know, we can do all those things and still have disagreements. So, yeah. So studying theology and biblical languages now certainly is not only useful in the future, but useful in your vocations now as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our guest today, Robert Finch, he's a pre-seminary student at Concordia University, St. Paul, as part of our Set Apart to Serve series. Robert, thank you so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour and sharing your story with us. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere.